Oh, good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Crowcast, brought to you by uh, Crowcast, of course. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Why haven't I got any audio on my freaking YouTube? Can people confirm that there's stuff going on on YouTube at the moment? Because I haven't got a meter on YouTube, which is very disconcerting. Oh, my God. One moment, please. Uh. How's that? It's, oh, jeez, what's going on? Do, do. Uh, how's that? Is that no? Yeah, no. Shit. How's that? Any good? There we are. Now I've got a meter. <laughs> hey, there we go. <laughs> Oh, Macca. G'day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Wrap, brought to you by Crowcast, of course, and uh, what a disastrous start that was, as per usual. But, Macca, it wouldn't be the same, would it, if it wasn't a disastrous well, start? I, well, I think, you know, we're consistent. <laughs> I have no... What the fuck is going on here? I've completely, all my bloody settings have all just gone absolutely kaput. Where are you, Macca? Give me a sign. Give me something. <laughs> there you I'm are. just helpless, mate. Just hanging around waiting. <laughs> oh, there you are. How you going? <laughs> Same as I was all the time. I've been oh, there. Oh, Jesus. What a freaking nightmare. Well, welcome, everyone, uh, to the weekend wrap. Uh, sorry about that. About 20 fold starts there. Hopefully, the audio is coming through all right. Um, and, uh, Mac, how are you going? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing well. But somebody says my image missing now. No, you're, you're there. Just give it a second. Okay. <laughs> All right. Look, uh, lots to talk about tonight. It was a bit of a uh, bit of a disaster after a promising promising start today, Macca. Um, how do you see it? Um, well, look, it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? I mean, we yeah. actually dominated the first half, and uh, uh, we didn't really capitalise on uh, the domination that we actually had. Uh, we should have been a lot further than than we were. Yeah. Um, it was, 
20 scoring shots to 12 and up to half time. And we led by 28 points. Now, some of those shots that we missed, they were pretty easy shots uh, by AFL standards. So um, they, probably that lead could have been probably two, three goal more. Whether that psychologically would have had any effect, I don't know. But if we compare that half with the second half, and you've got to take into account that GWS had three injured players that didn't take part um, at various stages of the second half. They ran all over us in the second half, and I thought that our, our performance in the second half um, made us look like we were going to be the 18th team in the competition. It was terrible, absolutely terrible. Um, I can only probably find three or four players that were honest in that last quarter. Yeah. Last half, sorry. Yeah, look, I think the um, the the lack of scoreboard pressure that we... Uh, that we failed to put on because we missed shots really told in the end. Um, but look, before we get into all of that, let's uh, get into the weekend results really quick. We won't spend too long on this. Um, and on Thursday night, of course, we had the nil-all draw between Richmond and Carlton. That was a woeful game, 8-10 to 8-10, 58 points. Um, early days, Mac, I can't see either of those uh, teams uh, hitting the scoreboard, but it is round one. Uh, slightly disagree. I, I think there'll be a, a real chance to be in the final eight. Um, it was like an early hit out, and uh, it was a Richmond had a lot more of the ball than Carlton, and um, they had a lot more in their, the ball in their forward fifty. Dominated in the forward fifties by comparison. Mm. It's just that Carlton have got much more. Uh, uh, well, Richmond have got one quality forward. Um, and Carlton have got two or three, and that that was the difference in the long run. Now we're not in spending too long on these, Carlton, Mac. We're not t- not no, spending Carlton too long said, on these. Richmond Richmond had their chances to win. Uh, so did Carlton. It was a draw. Everybody's happy or everybody's sad. Yeah. The only thing I'd say is that Carlton did have a couple of big mids out, um, which didn't help. Um, on Friday night, uh, Collingwood playing very entertaining football. Yeah, good, yeah. Ran over well, Geelong, uh, 19, 11, 125 to 16, 7, 103. A margin there of 22 points. Yeah, I'll keep it brief then. Uh, it was very, very... I thought it was a great game, actually. Um, I, I enjoyed watching it, and uh, Collingwood ran all over uh, Geelong at the end. They kept, I think they kicked the last eight goals of the game. And, uh, you know, the players that really were very good to watch, um, Dugowie was very good, Um and the, the Dacus brothers, well, they're an outstanding pair of players. Yeah, yeah very good. Uh, Collingwood. Um, oh, Matt, come on, man. We don't care about these things. Just a one-minute bloody summary, thanks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, North Melbourne getting up over a fast-finishing West Coast, 12-15-87 to 12-10-82. Yeah, North Melbourne feeling uncomfortable because they were in the they were one. Um, they're usually on the bottom. Um, I got a, a heck of a good kid in Sheasel. I think he had 34 possessions. And, uh, uh, yeah, well, they're going to be... They'll probably be the bottom two sides or they'll be down there. Worst thing about that not, game not is... Quality. Worst thing about that game, Macca, is that I left Sheasel on the bench in my dream team. So there was 118 oh, points down I, the toilet. I had him on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
then we had Port uh, after Brisbane got away to a start, or not a start, but certainly got away in the second quarter. Port just absolutely steamrolled them, 18-18, 126 to 11-6-72. Margin of 54 points, yeah. and uh, Brisbane just looked really underdone, in my opinion. Well, I thought Port looked very, very good, really good. And um, it, Horn Francis, a lot have been said about him, uh, good and bad, but he, look, difference between an unhappy player and a happy player, and you saw it on uh, in that particular game. He's going to be very classy for them, and uh, unfortunately, I agree with others. I thought Port looked good, and uh, on the other hand, I thought that Brisbane, uh, they were very, very ordinary, really ordinary. Yeah, they just looked underdone. The same with Geelong in the game prior. They Geelong looked short of fitness and then lost a couple of players, but um, you know, round one, not much to read into it, uh, Mac. Um, March premiers, we know what Port are like. Uh, Melbourne getting up over the Western Bulldogs pretty comfortably, 17-13-1-1-5 to um, the Bulldogs, 9-11-65. I think Melbourne are a very good case of illustrating what we don't have, which is a classy ruckman and um, a really dynamic uh, midfielder in Oliver and a a Rolls-Royce in Petrarca, and uh, that's it. Yeah. When you've got those going for you, you've got a, a great start in the game. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, pretty insipid by Western Bulldogs, I thought. Um, anyway, oh. uh, the Swans, I didn't watch this game, 16-14-1-1-0 to the Suns, 9-7-61, but the Suns just keep on delivering jack shit. <laughs> yeah, well, look... Um... Yeah, not, not much to report about that, but he's got, he's got a game, um, and he should too, elbow to the head. Um, and uh, the uh, South Australian boy, um, Stephen. Stevens. Yeah, he played a very good game. Yeah, I heard he played yeah, pretty well. Stevens, he played. Yeah. yeah, not much else to say about it. And then after our game, of course, we had uh, the Essendon Bombers, um, a demolition Demolition job, I should say, over Hawthorne nineteen ten one twenty four to Hawthorne nine eleven sixty five. No, look, we started to watch, but there was too much talking going on, so I didn't bother watching. To be honest, Fee, I haven't got much to tell you there. And uh, uh, in the last game, St Kilda, uh, after Frio were up for most of the game, if, by judging by the scores that I was watching, ten seven sixty seven St Kilda. Fremantle seven ten seven ten fifty two. Yeah, Frio Frio would be extremely well, disappointed with that. Well, you know they look winners at three quarter time, and then uh, in the last quarter it was also eight killed to four goals to nil. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, Frio would be very disappointed with that. But uh, uh, yeah, not much else to say. Um, and, but out of the round, I did tell you that. Um, I think, you know, Hawthorne, uh, North Melbourne, West Coast, they're going to be bottom sides. Yeah, I mean, I think it's easier to pick the bottom teams early doors than the top teams. Um, I think, uh, you know, early season throws up some weird results, but those teams that you mentioned seem to be pretty much um, a lock for, you know, the bottom eight. And probably the bottom four, to be honest with you, the Hawthorns look, uh, you know, pretty average. And uh, I didn't think much of West Coast. Uh, North Melbourne 
could jump up just a little bit, um, depending on what probably the Suns do, I think, and probably what we do in Essendon. Um, but yeah, uh, the I don't think there'll be much movement at the bottom. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, as we progress through the season. Yeah. All right, mate. Moving on to our game, and uh, it was a pretty nasty affair, um, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> uh, Adelaide um, going down to the GWS Giants. 12 18 90. We scored 12 18 90 to the Giants, 15-16-106. So in the end, 16 points. And uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, mate, uh, just um, I, I felt like we just kept him in the game. Had had we kicked straight, we would have been probably six or seven in front and you knew GWS were going to come um, at some stage and uh, we just didn't give ourselves enough of a margin to play with and once they got momentum we weren't able to stop them and uh, that was probably the tail of the tape really Yeah look we got absolutely dominated the first half and uh, as you say we should have really been up by that and some of the shots that we missed were atrocious uh, even, like, even like Fogarty missing a, a yep. set of, I mean we just wasted uh, probably at least two, maybe three goals uh, more. And as you say, that would have given us a little bit more of a buffer. But by the same token, it doesn't alter the fact that our second uh, half was very, very dismal. There's not much I can say that made me very happy in about the second half. There's probably only, I can probably only think of about four players that I could give a tick to for the second half. Yeah, look, watching the game um, and... (laughs) I've got to give a shout-out to those that uh, were in our stadium channel for uh, the game today because, my God, did they melt. They melted something something chronic. <laughs> it was massive melts going on in the Discord channel. And, look, you know, it was disappointing. Uh, we looked so good early, but as it turned out, I think that was because John, uh, GWS didn't show up early. Um, we were able to uh, get first use and we were able to move the ball and we had a lot of uncontested possession in the first quarter and, and half of the second quarter. And then you just saw our pressure start to drop off about halfway through the second quarter, Mac, and it looked like to me, or I think I even said in the chat at the time, you know, we, we really need that half-time siren just to regroup. Um, what disappointed yeah, me... Very good, good point. Yeah, what disappointed me was in the third quarter... Um, we didn't come out firing um, and we let them get right back into the game quite quickly. And uh, then it was a bit of a scrap and we, uh, despite them being short on the bench, uh, we looked uh, pretty cooked as well. Uh, our pressure stats dropped dropped right away and, yeah. um, it, you know, we weren't able to uh, to get over the line. Yeah, uh, look... Um... Somebody said that, you know, uh, Burgess's fitness may not be what we thought it would be. Uh, I will make one particular point. It was 36 degrees and it was very, very humid. Now, uh, we've we've trained down here in 36 degrees, but we haven't trained in the level of humidity you experience in Sydney. So um, that's not an excuse for the boys. I'm just saying that uh, in terms of the fitness, that that would have been very, very sapping in terms of running around in 36 degrees and high humidity at the same time. Um, and, and our team certainly wasn't used to that. So but that's not an excuse. It's just one of the factors that they had to play in. Because GWS had other factors, for example, like they had 
you have a look at the uh, amount of interchange they use, they didn't nowhere uh, use well, then, all uh, of their interchange because they only had two on the bench. They had three players injured. Yeah, yeah, only two on the bench. Yeah, look, but uh, there were there were some good things that came out of the game, but there's a lot that they the coaches have to look at. Make a look. Last week when we were talking about the game, we basically said that we uh, were stronger up forward, we were stronger down back, and what we had to do was contain their midfield. And what we weren't able to do today is contain their midfield. Kelly, Coniglio and Green in particular um, destroyed us. Um, Green destroyed Rory Laird. Rory Laird. And, and, you know, on top of them destroying us, our prime movers, Berry and Laird, uh, in particular, had very quiet games. Harry Schoenberg had a shocker, um, you know, and uh, so we weren't we weren't getting effective use out of the mid middle and around the ground. We were getting out muscled, and Riley O'Brien again, apart from taking a couple of good grabs, had a pretty ordinary day in ruck. I felt. Yeah, well, Gumby, as I now refer to him as, because he is a big Gumby. Um, I thought he. He tries. Look, he he does. He gives one hundred percent, but he's a gumby. He, he just does. hasn't got the ability in the class. He just hasn't got it. And yeah. uh, it, I mean, it, it, I can remember th- he got three beautiful taps straight down Orange jumpers. Uh, just they they were his clear hits. So um, I can't remember one being uh, doing it the other way around to our players. Having said that about the midfield, I, I thought Barry twelve disposals and one tackle. What the hell was going on there for him? One yep. tackle. Yeah, completely out and, of sorts. I can't believe it. And, um, I mean, you, you, you don't necessarily... Somebody, you'll have days where you can't get the ball, but you can tackle somebody. You can do that. Um, so I was very disappointed in Barry's game totally. And Laird, Sam's usually um, a tackling machine. He, That's he, the thing. Sam is usually a tackling machine. I know. I know. And and Lady will... Um, and they but they did take the living daylights out of him, and it worked very very well. But uh, no, look, they they have a quality midfield. Uh, um, uh, Kelly was absolutely slaughterous until he went off, and uh, Green was just getting massive possessions as well. And uh, um, and then the the young bloke, um, the one they took at the draft, um, Callahan. Yeah, he he decided well to join the party in the second half as well. Yep. So. Um, from our midfield point of view, ironically, in the first half, I thought Rochelle was our best midfielder. I thought he looked very good. Yep. Um, but, you know, he's small. We need strong players around him to help him. And that didn't happen. Look, mate, what I saw again, and uh, unfortunately I don't have any vision uh, tonight because um, the AFL media hasn't hasn't put together the, the vision yet and you can't copy KO anymore, which sucks. Um but we we seem to go back to that um, too worried about the body in Senate's contest. We were far too worried about contact rather than making position. And uh, the connection between Riley O'Brien and our midfielders is horrific. There were so many times where O'Brien got a, a clear tap, uh, but he just put it to nowhere or put it to their advantage. And I'll maintain that O'Brien doesn't have very good spatial awareness when it comes to where he needs to put the ball to our midfielders advantage but I don't think our midfielders no, that, actually that, that, help I don't think our midfielders actually help because half the time 
they're trailing their op opponent to the ball. Well, I think both those points are relevant, see. Um, I would hate to actually, you know, be trying to shark to O'Brien um, because you just wouldn't know where the ball's going to go. Um, he might tell you it's going to go somewhere, but he usually goes somewhere else. And um, But it look, yeah. GWS, showed, they, they showed that, that you don't necessarily have to be the one that gets the ball all the time in the sense that if they they they, they had two of our, who we regard as our prime midfielders in Laird um, and Barry, and, you know, and they just, they managed to, Tag them out of the game. Yet we couldn't do the same. You won't always get the ball tapped straight to you. You know you've got to earn it in a lot of cases. But we were incapable of doing that. What surprised me at times, um, mate, was uh, their lack of use of Ben Keys in the middle. Uh, Keys didn't get a run in the, in centre rotations until the last quarter. Now I thought they might use him early just to quieten down. Uh, one of their big three, um, but early it was very much Rochelle, Berry, and Laird, uh, with a bit of Schoenberg and, and Rankin. Um, you know, and I just thought that, uh, particularly in the second half of the second quarter, when they started to get on top a little bit, that's when I thought that um, it it'd be a good time just to throw Ben onto the onto the ball and play with a bit of vigor. Um, we didn't need class at that point. We just needed to 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 reignite our pressure because the pressure had dropped off halfway through that second quarter and we just needed someone around the contest that was going to spark that pressure again. Um, and they kind of left him out high and dry on the forward line and I, I didn't think that was a good move by or non-move by Nick, to be honest. Well, I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm reading in the chat that one comment said he's not up to it. Another one said that he's can't kick it. It's embarrassing. And sometimes that's true. But I thought today... Uh, if you compare his efforts to the uh, many of the other ones who are supposed to be a lot better players, I thought Keyes played better than they did. I, I thought that he was still giving it a hundred percent at the end, and he was still running on when the others were just walking around and chasing us. And uh, uh, I agree with you, Fien. I think he should have been put in the middle at least to try and put some vigour in there. I mean, I think it's a bit of a a, a bit of a. a... A simplistic analysis to say, "Oh, Ben Keys can't kick," because I didn't see him kick any clangers today. He went at seventy-six percent disposal efficiency, and we needed someone in there, not so much to be clean out of the contest, but to to nullify what they were doing out of the contest. Um, and you need a scrapper. Usually, that's Sam Berry for us, but Sam was off the boil, and I would have chucked Sam down forward for a while and given Ben Keys a run just to. Uh, Lift, lift the pressure gauge a little bit, particularly when they um, when they started getting on top. Anyway, look, let's um, before we go any further, why don't we just run through some stats, shall we? Because that's what we do. Um, all right, so uh, I'll run through the team stats. Disposals three seventy five to them, three eighteen to us. Um, kicks two oh eight to two seventeen. Handballs one sixty seven one oh one. You can see that all on the screen. Um, disposal efficiency was quite even um, efficiency inside 50 was quite even which is mostly our first half um, free kicks uh, the umpires certainly didn't help us in the last stanza Macca there were a couple of questionable ones what do you think? Oh, I thought that, yeah three or four questionable ones and actually two of them cost us goals too so 
Um, it did have an influence on the game to some degree. Um, maybe we would still wouldn't have won, but there, there were there were two that did very very questionable ones that did result in goals. Yeah, yeah the front on contact to to Rory Laird that got given to Toby Green for high contact. Green's initiated contact front on to Sloan on their half forward line, and the umpire's giving them the the peel. It's ah, oh, it couldn't work that one out. And there was a couple of others, but uh, look, it certainly wasn't the um, um, wasn't the difference. And look, uh, just to say, I apologise, uh, Macker and I have tried to sort out my audio on Discord. So if you are watch uh, listening on Discord, it might get scratchy. Um, maybe mute Discord and listen to the YouTube feed because it's clear on YouTube. And uh, I'll have to try and sort that out because that's been a couple of weeks in a row now. Um, what else have we got? Our clearance numbers, uh, 35 to 33, even though O'Brien dominated the hitouts. Um, Centre clearance is 16 to 14 in their favour. Uh, stoppage clearance is 19 apiece. Um, they killed us around possessions, 129 to 111 contested possessions. 236 to 199 uncontested possessions. Um, uh, and uh, I'll chuck up a couple of graphs in a minute to, to show you how that how those stats progressed over the course of the game because uh, it's quite noticeable how they started to get the ball on the outside as the game went on. Um, marks, we took more marks again. Uh, a lot of them early. Marks inside 50s was even. Contested marks was even. Um, tackles were even. But look at this stat, Mac. Tackles inside 50. 18 to zip. Oh, that was shocking. That was disgraceful. I mean, and oh, that was very, very apparent in the game because every time when they got in their forward line, um, you just get, you're on the edge of your seat because um, they always seem to have a man loose somewhere, and uh, which means... Um, they also didn't. Uh, they didn't. They didn't do a lot of bombing the ball in in the second half. They brought it in a little bit. Uh, they spread. They did spread a lot. They spread, and that, that sort of makes it a lot harder to get the tackle situation going. Macca, um, this is tackles inside but, our forward fifty, mate. No, I, I, what I'm we saying, laid, yeah, we laid zero saying, tackles. That's one. That's one of the reasons why we weren't as good as in tackling in as we should have been, apart from the lack of effort. But they actually. Um, Whereas in our forward line, they they did crowd our forward line, and uh, well, we helped them do that. Um, but look, eighteen to zero is disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful. So it begs the question, mate, because we've got a lot of stars there. We've got a lot of um, you know um, big name players, Rankin and Rochelle, and um, you know the only hard well, there's probably two blokes in there that you'd think would lay a tackle, and that's McAdam and um, Benny Keys. Have we got the balance right? Are we missing, dare I say it, someone like a Lockie Murphy uh, just to provide a little bit of grunt in there? Well, after today's game, mate, I don't know. I'm, at, I'm sort of uh, flat after that. You have to have, have a really good think about it and have a look at the replay. But um, it just, you know, it's the first game of the year whether you say that and forgive it and move on and see what happens in the second game in the second game i don't know or whether you do make ch a lot of changes I, I wouldn't be making a lot um i'd be just making maybe perhaps one or two but uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm a bit of a chat. I don't think Murphy is necessarily the answer. But then again, he would not have played worse than a lot of our guys did in the second half. Well, I don't think Murphy's the answer either. But I guess my point is that you can't um, expect your defence and your, your midfield to continue to hold the ball up like we did in the first quarter and a half if you're not making yeah. it difficult for the for the opposition to get it out of defence. And they were able to get it out of defence pretty easily, uh, which means that yeah, we're continually easy, under, under pressure and, you know, on transition we're out of position, um, you know, and as the game wore on that became a big factor. And, you know, I, it's, I, I certainly hope that one of the stats that Nixie puts up on the board on Monday is that stat because not being able to lay a tackle in four quarters of football, particularly as the game wore on and the game slowed down and, and it wasn't quite as fluid, not being able to lay a tackle is just horrific, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm interested, you know, to what other, what other people think about the game because if you go by how we played in the first half, I, I was, except for perhaps the last 10 minutes of the second quarter, I was very buoyant in the first half because I thought uh, we've got Rochelle zooming out of centre, we've got Rankin uh, zigzagging everywhere and sadly missing a couple of shots. But um, we had players running all over them in all directions and I was thinking to myself, yes, we are finally going to become a decent team. Um, and and uh, as been mentioned before, uh, on the, on the uh, intensity ratings, ours are through the roof and much, much higher than theirs. But then it's the same old story. There's a massive kick in the knackers in the second second half and you're looking at, and then all of a sudden, the same team that you thought was so good in the first half, you look at it and you think, what a mob of no-hopers. And then you, all of a sudden, you, your thoughts are, we're going to be down the bottom four or five again. Well... You talk about the first half. It's not the first half. It's probably the first quarter and a half, really. Um, we were barely hanging on after about midway through the second quarter, barely hanging on. And the problem is that what got us into such a good position was something that we're not really known for apart from what we've seen in the first couple of uh, trial games, and that is a lot of good pinpoint quick passing. Um, and spreading the contest a little bit and opening up gaps for, for our forwards. Um, but our trademark, the, the thing that I was hoping would, would get us over the line when the going got tough, was completely missing after quarter time. Our pressure on, on the ball and at the contest was completely missing. And you could, you could see it was palpable. You could see it halfway through the second quarter. It just completely fell away. Um, it was fading at that stage, and then never, and yeah. then it just never came out in the second half. Yeah, and I understand, you know, the weather and the heat and the humidity and all the rest of it, um, and the ground didn't look in fantastic nick and yada yada yada. But the simple fact is, we weren't at the contest. We weren't at the contest. So I just want to chuck up a couple of um, uh, just comparative stats here, just quickly, if I can find the damn thing. Let's have a look. Okay, so um, let's just go down here. You can see, I just want to look at a couple of, um, you can see how our centre clearance numbers really dropped off or how much they lifted after quarter time, Mac. Um, You know, uh, we weren't getting 
I remember a couple of Rochelle clearances that were really clean. Um, I remember um, Jake Saligo doing a bit of work in there. Um, but after quarter time, it really started to drop off. Our contested possession numbers were down for the whole game, but it was our uncontested possession numbers that showed the tail of the tape. You could see the the gap widening after, well, from halfway through the first or second quarter, really. Um, they were starting to get the ball far more on the outside, and we just weren't able to, to match it. Uh, what's another one that I saw? And there was another one that I saw here. No, that's not it. Uh, it escapes me now. But uh, there's a, a couple of key indicators um, that... Uh, where is it? Uh, our inside 50s numbers, like we ended up sort of only eight down on them or something or other. But you could see like we were miles up early in the in the game but we hardly got the ball into inside 50 and that's because our transition game completely broke down Macca. we weren't able to get the ball past halfway we were getting broken down across half forward um, they switched it up a bit um, and were playing a little bit uh, I think they got one back they were playing one back and at times they were even playing two back I think um, and they were actually doing to us what we were doing to them in the first quarter because in the first quarter we basically compressed the ground and we had our backs playing really high and uh, they weren't we able to break through. Um, and they basically turned the tables on that after half time and were doing something quite similar to us and we just couldn't... We didn't have the run. We'd, our midfielders weren't providing the options to be able to break through on that. Well, they didn't really have the ball very much in the second half. That, that, that was a major problem. Um, yeah... I must admit, uh, I, I'm a little bit down uh, as a result of the game because what it did show is the fact that players that we thought were going to, and if you go by the trial games, players that we thought were going to be uh, up at a, a higher level this year than they were last year, they weren't, you know, and they did just fell into the same old habits. I mean... One player in particular I really want to pick on because I am sick and tired of him, and that's Smith. I mean, I, I think I think it was eight times he turned the ball over with his kicks. Eight times. It, it, it just if we keep playing players like Smith, he's, a, he's supposed to be one of our good players. Um, I think he's even in our leadership group, isn't he? Um, and, and yet you got him and just getting the ball and just booming it to nobody. Well, let's have a look at Smith's numbers. Um, in terms of his disposals, um, he had four clangers, he had three contested possessions, had 16 disposals for the game, 13 of which were effective, um, two handballs, seven uh, is, um, uncontested possessions were only nine. This, this is the difference with Brody from, from him pre-knee, I reckon. He's not getting the ball as much on the outside as what he used to. And... Uh, you know, the only place that is really effective now is on the outside. We've got better one-on-one defenders than Brody Smith. And I feel like if he's not yeah. getting the ball on the outside and giving us an outlet um, like Seedsman did when he was playing and like, you know, Dawson does when he's free, um, he's not much use. Uh, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, he's we, we really need... 
more quality quality in our defence. Um, and in fairness to them today, you wouldn't want to be in defence with, with the way the ball was brought in in the second half. Very, very hard. But, um, yeah, look, Smith in particular stands out because he is a sen- he's a, the senior player down there. Uh, and oh, and Duday, Duday did reasonably well, but I remember one, when he was on the ground once and he taps it the wrong way, he taps into the centre, instead of tapping into the boundary, he taps it into the centre, they've got a goal out of it. And just the guys are supposed to be leaders down back, they just don't lead. Well, I mean, I don't know about not leading, Matt, to be honest with you. Setting the example, mate. Well, Geordie Dawson's down back. That's why he's down back, mate. I mean, we actually, the idea when we got him, we didn't get him to, to play down back. He was supposed to be playing uh, on the wing and driving the ball into our forward line all the time. But um, because of our lack of quality defenders, he, that's why he's had to go back. Yeah, look, uh, look, I don't disagree with you. Uh, it's, oh, what's going on? Um, the problem, I guess, is that... Sorry, just bear with me a sec. Um, the problem is that we are still easy to shut down. Like, they, they shut... Like, Geordie Dawson wasn't terribly effective. Um you know, he tried very hard, but he wasn't terribly effective. And they shut. They did very good work at shutting down our key playmakers, Mac. And that's something that we weren't able to do to them. Oh, that's a very, that, that, and that is an excellent point because, as, as we said about Laird and Berry, for example, who are usually driving the ball in a lot. And I mean, Laird, he, he, he averages in the thirties. Uh, 30-something possessions, and he was nowhere near that. And Berry, for example, he had about half of what he normally has. So, yeah, just not good. You know, and well, and that's the thing. You know, when when your key playmakers... I'll just chuck up Geordie's stats here while we're talking about When your key playmakers aren't getting a lot of the ball, and when you rely on them so much, then we're quite easy to shut down. Dawson had 23 touches, uh, 20 of which were effective, uh, 16 effective kicks, 4 handballs. Uh, 14 uncontested possessions. Um, defensively, he was quite good. Um, he had um, five defensive pressure acts. He had two intercept marks, uh, which is a little bit down, and that's where they got him, right? Because normally Dawson's the guy that will float across the pack and take a grab, and he wasn't able to do that today. Um, they, able to, they were able to keep him out of those contests. Um, five pressure acts, nine rebound, 50s and one spoil, uh, defensively, um, didn't do a lot at the other end of the ground. Um, had a goal assist, three inside fifties only, eight score involvements, um, four score launches. So, you know, they kept him out of the game pretty much, didn't they? Well, yes and no, in the sense that um, he was off for a while when he had, um, uh, I think it was a clash of heads that took place, and. Um, he was off with the blood blood rule for a while. Um, but look, they kept him to, by his standards, uh, a reasonably moderate game. But by uh, comparison to his teammates, it was still a good game by comparison to his teammates. Now, look, there are a couple of shining lights, and I felt one of them was Joshua Shelley. 
Joshua Shelley, I felt, um, played for, for a kid in his whatever year it is, second year, whatever, he did really well. Had a lot of, I think he ended up with, um, he had 10 or 12 centre bounce attendances. Um, he had 18 disposals, 14 effective. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, 14 kicks, uh, 4 handballs, 13 uncontested possessions, 7 contested possessions. Uh, in terms of his pressure, at the contest, he had two ground ball gets and one one percenter. So he's not really getting the ball in tight. Like he's getting the ball in tight spaces, but he's not winning contested ball terribly much. Uh, in terms of his centre work, he had two centre clearances, one stoppage clearance, uh, which was good. And then attacking-wise, uh, he kicked three goals, one, um, three inside 50s, um, nine score involvements. Uh, so... I reckon it was a pretty good game from Joshua Shelley, to be honest with you. I had him. I had him as our best player. Fame. I thought he was an ex- had an excellent game, and um, yeah, he look, he did a bit of everything. You know, he did as you say. He did a bit of some some of his work in the centre. What uh, two or three times was very nice, and uh, and other times in the forward line, there's some really nice stuff he did. And then he also finished off, uh, as you say, kicking three goals himself. Uh, I, I just liked his game all round. I just thought it was a good game and. Uh, yeah, he got my number one vote for our players, anyhow. Yep, and he was one of the few players that didn't drop off, Mac. That was the thing that I liked about him. He was fairly consistent throughout the course of the game, um, whereas a lot of our other players, they did drop off after a while. If we have a look at his uh, disposal graph here, I'll just put that up real quick. Um, you know, it was fairly consistent throughout the course of the game, Joshua Shelley. Um, mm. no. So, you know... Um, he certainly stuck with it. Um, he had 12, 12 possessions up to half time, which he had an excellent first half, uh, but still had 18 for the game, so that wasn't bad at all. Um, who else uh, did you I, like, mate? I, I, thought, I thought he looked classy every time he had the ball. He looked classy. Yeah. Who, who else did you like? Um, well, look, nobody's going to, I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with me, but I was looking for gold nuggets. Amongst a heap of turds, you know, and, and it's, it's very hard. So, um, on the positive side of things, as I say, Rochelle was our best player, and I, and I still think Dawson made a very good positive contribution to the team. Um, Keys, I thought, got a bit of rubbishing, but I like the fact that Keys kept running and trying hard when everybody else was just uh, giving up. And um, so, I I was not down on Keys. I'm normally a lot often bagging for his kicking and all the rest of it. But and I thought Keyes wasn't all that bad today. And on top of that, I thought Keyes, at, at least he had his heart and soul in it and he was still going at the end when a lot of others just had waved the white flag and said, you can have the ball. Um, I thought Rankin, uh, Rankin at that time showed some really, really classy stuff. Unfortunately, he didn't have his uh, accurate kicking boots. So I think he kicked two goal five, is that right? Yeah. Two goal five. Um, yeah, and look, if he, in fact, that was five goals too. Well, again, it, may, it maybe turns the game on its ear. Um, and but the one other one which there was a real big just plus just in before the game just was, before uh, you go on, just before you go on with that, um, I, that's what Isaac's in the team for, Mac, and he's got to be better than that. I mean, to be honest with you, I felt our bad kicking cost us the game. Uh, we got a fast start. We didn't make the most of it. We we kept them in the game and. We gave them just enough of a sniff uh, to run over the top of us. Imagine if we'd have been six or eight goals in front, which is what, where we probably should have been. 
instead of only three or four goals. You know, that's almost a bridge too far. And it would have allowed Knicks to be able to shut the game down a little bit more um, and uh, it allow us to close up. Isaac's got to be better than that. Our, our forward line has to convert. And I hope he has a good think about it because he can't be kicking 2-5 every week. That's wasteful. Look, well, you can't argue against that, Fiend. As, as you say, it was very, very costly. And, and if he had a kick five goal two or maybe six goal one, well, you know, then we've we probably got a different result in the game. But yeah. um, it, the one thing I did like when he was up, at least he was up and about. Um, it would have been worse if he hadn't touched the ball or only had a couple yeah, of Yeah, uh, but he was only up, he's only up so, and about. This, uh, is, this is my problem with Rankin, uh, Mac. He's only up and about offensively. There was a couple of times, and someone pointed out in the chat, and I saw it as well. I think the surf size pointed out in the chat. He was letting Hayes run off him, and a couple of times Haynes was able to come over the top of a contest, uh, one that I remember with Walker. Um, and Isaac's got to be better than that. He's got to be better than well, that. That whole forward half pressure needs needs a lot of work. I agree. I totally agree. Um, and I, did like, I liked Luke Peddler's game. I thought Luke Peddler yeah, was a much. positive in the game. And... You can see that in time he'll probably go into the mid. Um, uh, I, th- I think he, I think he played as a mid as a young guy. Is that right, thing? It's a midfielder. Yeah, he's a midfielder. Uh, he played a bit mid yeah. forward, um, but you can see. Like, I, I'm not shying away from my comparison with Gary McIntosh on Lucky Peddler. He's an absolute bulldozer, and he uh, a couple of the hits that he laid. Uh, I remember one clash that he had with a GWS player where they both went. For the ball, and they both turned side on it, and the commentators noted how, what a good contest it was. He is um, tough. Uh, he he will tough. not shirk he's anything, and he's a good kick too. Let's just have a look at Peddler's stats real quick. He had 13 disposals uh, from a forward line. Um, he did get up the ground a little bit. Um, pardon me, 10 effective. Sorry, 10 effective disposals, uh, 11 kicks, and two handballs. He had nine uncontested possessions. Uh, Oh, I've got the hiccups now. That's not good. Um, he had four ground ball gets, one one percenter. Uh, in terms of his dis- defensive work, um, he had five pressure acts, one intercept mark, four intercept possessions, ten pressure acts, uh, two rebound fifties, and one spoil. So he was getting up and down the ground, Macca, because he's doing some work in defence there. Two goal assists, yep. kicked goal, four inside fifties, um, one mark inside fifty-eight score involvements. Um, so not a bad game at all from uh, Luke Pedler, um, and certainly no, I thought, I thought very good game, very good game. I liked it. Yeah. And the, the other bloke who I, th- I thought I would give um, a bit of kudos to, and I thought not that it was outstanding or starry or anything like that, but for a bloke playing his first uh, AFL game, I thought uh, Michelani. I thought he did not disgrace himself one little bit. In fact, I thought he was it was quite useful. Yep, uh, certainly. Um, played quite well uh, with the opportunities that he got. Um, only one time, which wasn't really his fault because the kick out to him was uh, at his toes um, and he fumbled. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I remember Not that. his fault at all. But, uh, yeah, quite solid. Um, looks very light, but was able to hold his own. So um, I don't think uh, he did himself any harm at all. Look, so overall, um, you know, I found myself, Macca, when I was reading the chat 
during and after the game, I found myself not being as disappointed with the game as many were. Because we've got to remember that uh, we are a middle-of-the-table team. We're sort of, you know, a lot of people picking us sort of 8 to 12. Uh, it was GWS's home game. They've got a new coach, so they've got the new coach bounce. They've got, I still think, probably one of the best four midfields in the competition um, in terms of their class and maturity. And, um, you know, and the heat was pretty stifling. A lot of people are writing us off and sack the coach and sack this and sack that. I'm not not there yet at all. No, but look, it it was disappointing in in the sense that, like, at halftime, even though we had been uh, fading a little bit, we got one goal just before halftime off a memory, which sort of gave us the lead back to the standard that we were hoping it was going to be around about just under the five goals. At that stage... I mean, so we had, I had my family over, there was quite a lot of us, and a lot of happy people, and we we thought, well, maybe we're going to be a good footy team this year. Well, that, there's a lot of swearing going on the second half, thing. that's all I can say. There was not well, a lot to like about our second half. Look, the thing is, though, Macca, that's where we're at. You know, a couple of people in the chat are saying, how can you call um, GWS a, a top four midfielder, uh, midfield? Let's not forget that midfield got them to a grand final two years ago or three years ago or whatever it was. You know, it's not... Um, it's not... Uh, it's not a bad midfield at all. You've got Tom Green, who's probably one of the better midfielders in the comp and will go close, I think, to winning a Brownlow this year. You've got Kelly and Caniglio, who I can, whose name I can never say. Um, they lost Perryman yeah, early. Yeah. yeah, they lost Perryman early. Um, it's a it's a mature, classy, solid midfield, and um, you know when you have a look at the frame of those guys uh, compared to the frame of most of the blokes that we were throwing in there, um, you know we, we're we're still developing. You know we're still developing, and to to go down in the end by sixteen points on their home deck in round one in the heat when last time we played them they belted us by. However much it was, a lot more. Um, you know, uh, it's not a terrible result as far as I'm concerned. Not at all. No, actually, look. In terms of what you said, I, I, I don't think anybody could argue against what you said. That I do think uh, GWS are a much better side in their position uh, on the ladder was last year. Yep, they've lost a couple of players. Um, went to Richmond. Um, Good players, but they had a lot of other good mids waiting for their turn. So, um, and they did, and they played very, very well today. So, I, I agree with what you're saying, but um, I just think you've got to have a classy midfield, and we haven't got that. And when I look back, and I, and I hate saying this because I keep saying it all the time. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to shut you down right but, there. I'm not going to do this. Right, I am not going to do it. He doesn't play okay. for us. You know he doesn't play for us. Right? There is abs- This, this, we could say this every week because you know how I feel about that kid. You know how salty I was that we didn't get him. But if we continue no, no, to go, if if you continue to go 
on with oh, you know, our drafting and all the rest of it. Let's just deal with what's in front of us, right? We do have to deal with what's in front of us, but I do think we... I'm just sick and tired of the fact that other teams have got... They use their pick for quality mids, and we just don't. That's that's just one really shitty about. Well, you just said that Josh Rochelle was probably one of our best players, and yet and Josh Rochelle played. No, Josh Rochelle played a a good portion of the game in the midfield. Yeah, but what I'm what I am trying to say to you, Ben, is that the the position we're in is because of the past of before the Rochelle. Those those years when we just burnt about three or four good good picks. I mean, Miller. Is he a good number one pick? No, he's not. I reckon I mean, we've, then, got, I reckon we've spent about two play. years. I reckon we've spent about two years of this podcast talking about it, and I don't see the point of talking it about it any longer. I really don't. Well, that's one of the I, reasons. I, 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 the only yeah. reason I raise it is because it's, it's, that's why we are where we are. But we raise it every week, Macca. Every week we it's raise it. All right, but I promise you, I won't raise it next week. No, we won't be raising it again this season. We have to deal with what's in front of us. And I don't disagree with your thoughts. You know that. My thoughts on the matter are well and truly on on public record. But the simple fact of the matter is we have to look at what's in front of us. We have to look at the positives of the team that's on the deck at the moment. And there were a lot of positives. There's a few worries. Uh, Riley O'Brien is a big worry. Um, Harry Schomburg has gone backwards in his development and is a big worry, in my opinion. Um, we were really exposed when um, Murray went went down and he wasn't right for a, a good portion of the game with that corky. Um, <clears throat> so we're a little bit short down back and we, we lack a bit yeah. of class through the midfield. So absolutely, we've got, we've got gaps in our list, 100%. But... Um, you know, I'm not going to spend time with the what ifs because it's absolutely pointless to talk about the what ifs. Okay, well, let's move on. All right, but, uh, um, but, but, go on. I was going to say uh, you you mentioned Murray. Um, he actually started the game very well and very strongly. And he uh, yeah, he had, he had that injury. Well, he had an incident where he got injured in it, and he didn't look as good after that thing. No, no, he he, uh, he he got a pretty bad cork, um, mm. which is um, why they ended up subbing him off. He stayed out there apparently for as long as he could. And the other thing that I thought was really weird, now I thought Tyler Brown, when he came on, he gave us a little bit of energy, but he attended the next six centre bounces. Is he that good? Or were we just that cooked? I think think that's indicative of how cooked our midfield was. That was a desperation move. It's a desperation move because our midfield was going that poorly. And, uh, yeah, yeah. as you you said, I think it was six. You said he attended six, was that right? He he attended the first, I think, five or six, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we just, we we just, uh, yeah, he... One, we'd have one disposal. <laughs> no, no good. Yeah, no, no good. so look, um, a couple of good signs in the twos. Um, Riley Thilthorpe had a really good game. Ruck for most of it, kicked four goals. Um, apparently was pretty dominant around the ground. Um, 
Elliot Himmelberg, I thought, was disappointing. Didn't give us enough of a target, Mac. If he's going to play that role where he's not necessarily going to be the focal point but needs to be the conduit, then he needs to be better than mm-hmm. what he was today. Yep. Um, well, how, how, how did you rate Himmelberg today? Well, I just said that. <laughs> I just said yeah, he was but, disappointing. But, I mean, but, no, but maybe you think he should be in next week or not? Well, no, that's just what I asked you. Uh, I, if he's going to play that role, if Elliot's going to be in that role where he is the conduit, then he needs to be more aggressive at the contest. I thought he rucked okay. I thought he rucked better than Ray Bryan. I think he's a more uh, a more effective ruckman than O'Brien at ruck contests, not so much about, around tat- the ground. Again, I, reckon he, I reckon he had four taps, Yeah, he did only have four taps, but he wasn't in the ruck for that much. Yeah, I, I look. I, I reckon if we, if we go to play uh, him, I think we we, we should be playing rather a uh, uh, Well, that's that was going to be my question. Um, you know my thoughts on how I think they want to use Riley Thilthorpe, but um, how long do we persevere with Elliot if he's not going to give us the numbers that we need? Um, you know, that's not to say that. I mean, Riley hasn't proven that he's able to play that role in the A's either as yet. He had a good game uh, in the twos in a, in a trial game against Glenelg today or yesterday, whenever it was. Um, kick four, as I said, rucked pretty well, was around the ground a fair bit. Uh, he's clearly the future, but um, bringing a kid in to be a, a major conduit um, at 20 years of age is just asking too much. Well, yeah, but you wouldn't play him, play him as your only ruck. No, I agree with that. You couldn't do that. But um, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, I don't know whether he's got a self-belief problem or not, uh, why, why they're not playing him. But, um, and I know he hasn't really – he started his career well and then hasn't performed quite as well. Uh, but – I mean, he has got talent to burn. He really has. He's just got to believe in himself and then produce it. Um, but I still think it always will be as a... I don't know if it'll be a permanent ruckman. He won't be the number one ruckman. That's not my... I, I, we really need a, a good number one ruckman, but he's actually uh, your number two ruck, uh, resting up forward. That's what I think. Well, that's not what I mean, Walker's going to be gone. Last month. Yeah, but Walker's going to be gone in a year or two. And by then, you, you want Thilthorpe to be the guy. You've got Fogarty, and you need Thilthorpe to be uh, the other tall up there. I still think Thilthorpe will end up being our, our Ruckman. Um, but the question right in front of us right now is, do we bring him in next week, or do we give Elliot another run? Because I don't think they'll drop O'Brien. I think the one that uh, Thilthorpe would be most likely to come in for would be Himmelberg. Um, look, I I think they probably won't. I think they'll probably um, give, give uh, play another one in the twos and tell him that if he you know if he plays as well as he did this this week, then he will be pushing for a spot in the side. Um, I don't know that you can actually bring me in on, on just the one game thing. No, I don't think so either. Um... We do also have Worrell to come back in. Uh, we also, given that McCannum, I reckon, will get a couple. What do you think? Do you reckon McCannum will get two? 
look, if you have a look at the incident, he actually, um, his point of impact was the chest, but it went up onto the chin, and uh, that's, where, that's where, what's going to get him into trouble. I, I would think it's only a one, but because he's a crow's bow, he'll probably get two. I don't know, mate. It was a good old-fashioned shirt front, if you ask me. Launched down. It wasn't. It wasn't that dissimilar yeah. to Pickett's, to be honest with you. Sorry, it wasn't dissimilar to Pickett's. Oh no, Pickett was no Pickett was airborne. Pickett was airborne. Yeah, well, he, McAdam he was driving up. up. McAdam no. was driving up when he hit him. Well, if his feet are off the ground, if he had gone in the air to hit him, well, then, then he will be in trouble. Yeah. But anyway, look, way, the, po- <clears throat> the point is that... Uh, I, 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 he, he got two pickets, so I reckon McCann's is a one. Yeah. That's what I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think he'll miss next week. Um, uh, Lockie Glant uh, in some reasonable nick in the twos. So he would be the logical in the only uh, th- caveat on that as I mentioned before, was probably the uh, the lack of defensive pressure, um, whether they think they need someone else in there that um, can provide that pressure, which could see, I know people hate this, but could see McHenry or um, Murphy back in for McCannum. Well, somebody's going to come in to replace McCannum. Um, there's no doubt about that. So <laughs> it's probably one of those two, yeah. Have you been drinking? I had been. <laughs> yeah. I had been earlier. <laughs> oh, that explains a lot. We had, the fam- we had the family over, mate. That explains I'm, a hell of a lot. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, we will replace it. If McAdam does get a week, we probably will replace him, Macca. That's probably the best thing you've said all week. <laughs> um, the, yeah, other one, the, the other one that was uh, quite prominent in the twos was Zach Taylor. Um, probably not quite ready yet, but uh, good to have another one. But again, as a small lad, um, you know, hard to see him being a strong midfielder. So, um, you know... It just shows that we're, we're still middle of the pack, I think, this game. We're still middle, middle of the pack against quality midfield. Um, I think our forward line has a, the potential to be quite potent. There's still a couple of gaps to fill. Um, it's probably fairly indicative of where we are where at the moment, Mac. I don't think they make massive changes, to be honest. No, um, I don't think so either. I think that the Nixon's approach will be, we showed in the first half that we can play a very good brand of football, and we just have to uh, be able to replicate that in the second half of a game as well as uh, the first. But I mean, obviously, got to be um, as we just worked out. There's going to be one replacement, um, but I don't know with any. Uh, do you, I can't think of any player that will be dropped. Uh, Schoenberg. They'd have to think about Schoenberg. Schoenberg, yeah, well, that's, it's, that's a possibility because I didn't like Harry's game, um, but I, I still don't think there should be uh, massive changes after the game because the first half showed that they can actually play some very good football. Um, yeah. The second half showed they can also fall apart, but that's neither here nor there. Um, we're talking about in terms of what the changes should be. And 
and also I do agree. I thought Miller was poor. Oh, Miller doesn't do too much hard stuff, though, and uh, uh, I also don't think he's a tight checker. So here's a question for you, because Lockie Joel had a pretty good game in the twos. Uh, outside player being criticised for not going hard. Wayne Miller yep. um, is a very similar player in terms of his willingness to get his hands dirty. At he the is. moment, does Lockie Shoal represent better value coming off that defensive side of the wing than Wayne Miller? And look, that's probably worth a, worth some thought. Um, you can, he's still in. He's still you know part of the squad, and um, he he is a very very good user of the ball, he's, and he's a very good getter of the ball. He won't go very well in a hard ball. But yeah, look, it would not upset me if Miller got dropped and they brought in a lucky child. Yeah, the big consideration, of course, is that we'll be coming off a, a short um, break next week. Um, uh, Richmond will be coming off a what, almost a bloody three month break, uh, having played on Thursday night. So, oh, oh, um, yeah. so you know they'll be fit and ready to go. Yeah, look, they've had, they've had a very good recovery time, and, and playing in thirty six degree heat today, and then then only a six day turnaround, uh, it's going not, it's not going to make it easy for us put it that way. No, well that's it, and so it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, look, statistically, Macker, it's not it's not the first short turnaround that usually gets teams; it's the second. Uh, that's when, it, like, if you look at um, you know average wins after after breaks and all that sort of stuff, one short break doesn't tend to kill a side. Two does, but I don't reckon you get too many of those statistics, including a thirty-five degree day in seventy percent humidity. So, it'd be very interesting to see how they come up next week. I uh, yeah. You know, I've been to Sydney and I've been to Darwin and I've been to Brisbane when they've got that bloody humidity. And um, actually, it makes you so lethargic and, and it really does take it out of you physically. And uh, and I hate it. I really hate the humidity. And, uh, you know, playing footy in it um, at the pace that these boys do, it's got to have some effect on you. And Well, look, it does. And I know it's that about, uh, you know... the the locals had to play it too, but they are a little bit more used to it. Yeah, and, and it's about you know uh, recovery. Um, so I'd imagine they'd have a fairly light week on the track and uh, and you know recover and regain their fluids and salts and all the rest of it. It was quite interesting to see how many from both teams were cramping up by the end of it. Not really surprising, um, but you know Rich, Richmond play that hustle bustle style of game that requires a bit of pressure. It'll be interesting to see what sort of game plan Nix puts together next week. Did we see any evidence of um, a game plan this week, Mac? We yeah, we did in the first half. I thought in the first half um, we saw a lot of movement in the forward line and, and um, a lot of spaces being made. Um, that disappeared out the window in the second half because the balls were coming from the back lines rather than from the centre. So, when it is, it's a great, it's a different game. It's a totally different ball game when you're attacking from the centre of the ground, rather than when you're trying to bring it back from the back lines. And in that first half, we were, um, I mean, uh, there, there were quite a few 
very good movement from the centre of the ground and with options running in all directions. That's why we looked good. But in the second half, well, they just took over the midfield and we were attacking, come, trying to come back from the midfield so you don't yeah. get that. So, and, um, and I guess, yeah, I, so. I guess my observation when, like, clearly Nick's must have seen the effect the heat was having on our on our players. I didn't actually see yep. any evidence of him trying to slow the game down at any point. I didn't see any evidence of him trying to give our blokes a breather by making it a bit of a contest for a while and putting numbers around the ball. Um, he still seemed to want to play that flow on football, which is very attractive when it's working. Um, but it's clearly very energy sapping as well. And, you know, we've seen bits and pieces of it in the two trial games and now in this game. And look, it's a very good style of play. Is it the type of game plan that is going to win you a grand final, Macca? Because the only team that I've it ever could... seen being able to pull that kind of game plan off is Hawthorne. Yeah, look, if, if you could if you could play that type of game uh, that we did in the first half for a full game, it'd be very very hard to beat in any game. Uh, but as you say, it, it is a physically draining. Uh, game as well, so the, the game that we're playing, and it's uh, at its best, it's an intense game, and um, very very hard to do that for the whole four quarters, and as we showed today. Um, but I still just think, unfortunately, we are we're down on uh, quality players. We've still got we, we we're still playing several players that probably wouldn't get a game in other in well certainly in the top eight sides, and. Well, I still think we've got another year or two of recruiting to do um, before we're going to make the eight. Yeah, I, look, I think if you're going to play that type of game style, you have to do it in bursts. And I think you have to be very conscious of momentum. And we actually said it last week, Mac, when we were previewing this game, that the key to the game was going to be to be able to stifle GWS when the momentum turned their way. And I didn't see any evidence in our in our centre clearance work. The way we set up in the middle, we weren't defensive side. We weren't protecting defensive side at all in centre clearance. And I do have lots of question marks around how Van Berlo's got them set up there. Well, we we look, we, we aren't we aren't capable of it. Mate. That's why it didn't happen. We aren't capable of it. No, but I mean, we're capable of setting up. No, but in terms of playing it, the way we, way our game is structured, we aren't capable when it goes pear shape of of stopping the the opposition because we haven't got those type of players there to do that. Well, I think that's absolutely wrong. I think I think you can change the way you play during the course of a game when momentum goes against you, and I, there are things that you can do. There are levers that the coaches can pull to make the game a scrap for a while. And I don't think our coaches did that today. I think they let the game flow and they tried to plug gaps with individuals. And like I said, one of the, one of the biggest things, when you watch the game again, as I'm sure you will, you'll notice that even when they had momentum, we were not doing anything to block their outlets out of the middle. We weren't covering defensive side at all. Um, so we were continually uh, setting up uh, to win the ruck contest uh, without recognising that they had momentum out of that out of that centre square, and I, I just feel like our centre square 
setups haven't really impressed me for a couple of years under Nick's, uh, whether that's uh, Nick's or whether that's Van Berlo, I'm not sure. Um, and I just feel like we could have actually got more numbers up around the contest to make it harder for them to extract the ball and to slow the game down when the momentum well, shifted. Anyway, yeah, the only way I think we could have done that, Bean, is really just throw players back. In other words, play with less forwards um, and put players back and then to try and work it up, work it up gradually. And, um, but... If you do that, of course, you're not you're not going to score too easily yourself, and you're going to turn the ball over a lot because you've you've got more uh, they've got more defenders and you've got forwards. But um, I think it probably would have been worthy of doing it for a while just to try and stem the flow. Well, and that's sometimes that's all you've got to do. It's not necessarily about scoring; it's about stifling the opposition's momentum and their run. And to me, there was there was a case to be made, probably. Well, probably the back after the second quarter, but certainly after about ten minutes in the third, where yeah. we and it's not just about throwing numbers back, Macker. It's also about crowding the contest as well. I felt like we could have actually pushed more players in and around the contest, around stoppage, yeah, yeah. to 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 make it harder for their outlets because they were extracting the ball very easily out of stoppage in that second half. Ah. Uh- Almost uh, at will, um, and as you say, not enough pressure there, not enough uh, congestion there. Um, they were so clearly on top that we, you are right, we did have to try and congest it so they couldn't get it break out, out so easily. They um, were getting it out of the back consistently out of stoppage, uh, and we had no one covering that defensive side consistently. Yeah, well, what what I saw from today is that is that. We've got a game plan that, uh, that, if it works, we look very, very good. But we, there is no plan B once it, if it doesn't go good. There's no plan B. That's right. Well, I th- uh, look, there has been plan Bs. I've seen different modes of play, but he didn't seem to be wanting to pull the lever today. He didn't want to flick the switch and change it up too much. He just seemed content. And, look, maybe it was a personal issue. I don't know. Um, but it just seemed to content to throw throw players into holes rather than actually change change things up. Now we are interactive, Macker, as you know, and you're struggling under the weight of I reckon at least a bottle of red, maybe two. So we're going to bring Mick on just to straighten us up a bit. Um, while is that all, I get, is that all fine? <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise me, mate. Hey, go, Mick. Yeah, good. Thanks yourself. Yeah, pretty good. Thanks, mate. I think, unlike Macca, I'm not ready to um, sack the coach, get rid of all the players, and dissolve <laughs> the club. Um, I haven't I gone there, see... mate. I didn't go there. <laughs> yeah, we're far off. I think from the start of it. Um, I did see. I, I think a lot of it had, had to do with. Um, now, midfield, I haven't seen Laird play that badly in I don't know how many years. Agreed. I don't know whether it was playing badly or he was well held. Um, and the same with Berry. We just couldn't get our... We just couldn't get a centre clearance to save our lives in the second half. Um, I think that... You know, I mean, that's the major reason why we lost the game. was one of the major reasons. The other one was um, inaccurate kicking in the first half. 
I think losing Murray had a lot to do with it too in the second half. Like losing him, they, their forwards just got on top, but they were just too tall. Yeah, look, I do agree about the Murray situation because I thought that he actually stood out for a couple of really, really good clearances in the early stages. And then when he did when he did get uh, a bit wounded, he, when he came back, he, he certainly wasn't the same Murray that he was at the, at the start of the game. That first quarter, like he one on month, one out marking, um, I can't remember who, the Long. name of the person, the, the forward, yeah. He, that was that was brilliant, um, and after that, like we had we had to put Duday. I'm pretty sure it was Duday. We we dropped back into his spot, and um, it it just no, it wasn't. It was um, McElhaney, and it's just he was just wasn't ready. Like we were just getting beaten as the ball was coming into the forward, but most of it had to do with the midfield. Like we were just smashed in the midfield. Yeah, hundred percent destroyed in the midfield. Mick. Hey, Mick, what do you reckon about this? Um, I still reckon that it wouldn't be a terrible shout to uh, stick Muzzer at centre half forward and uh, bring Joshy Worrell back into defence. Uh, what do you? Re- I reckon Muzzer would be a right. Oh, at I'd love forward. it. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I'd love to see it. Um, I've said it, said it before. I'd love to see it because you know I'd hate to be a backman with that crazy big bastard coming out because um, <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't care whether it's his own teammate or opposition. He'd kill you anyway. Um, yeah. He'll either catch the ball, he'll either catch the ball, or, or, or at least bring it to ground. And um, yeah, I'd I'd love to see that. I think he'd be a lot better in that situation you know, position than the person we've got there now. Yeah. yeah, look, he is fearless. There's no doubt about that. He is fearless. Even yeah. in the ruck, I'd rather. Even the even that couple of games we saw him in the ruck, like relieving in the ruck, um, he mightn't get that many tap outs. But Jesus wants to hit the ground, you're going to get hurt. Yeah, it certainly make his uh, opposition ruckman accountable. <laughs> oh, that's the thing though. Yeah, I, I love his yeah, energy, and I just yeah. feel like at times it's wasted down, well, not wasted down back, but we could actually get more out of it um, if we had him up around the ball a little bit more. And I guess. You know, coaches like to hug benchmarks and, and all the rest of it at the moment, but they're the sort of little moves that you wouldn't mind just to change things up a little bit. You know, Himmelberg's played down back, so during the course of a game, you could make that switch. Their, their tall forwards weren't particularly, um, um, you know, dominant. Uh, Jesse Hogan uh, was sort of in and out, um, and Butts had him relatively covered. I just feel like there was a... There was a uh, a case to be made for getting Murray involved, you know. Uh, obviously, that got snuffed out once he got his corky. But I don't know. Yeah, uh, Keane's the, the one that could come in as well. I think not so much the talk. Yeah. It was more uh, like Green really got into the game once Green really st- uh, started to fire. Yeah, Green was... always, Green always kills us. Yeah, yeah, and well, he kills it, a lot of teams. Just we just haven't got a match up for Green. We just we just got haven't got a match up for a player yeah. like that. So, uh, yeah. You know, uh, a dangerous mid mid size four. We just have not got a match up for him. Duda, as much as I love him, he's just not. He's not good enough one on one to beat someone like that. He's, he's just too, too quick, too strong. Yeah, it, very good point. Uh, Toby yeah, Green's he's just Toby Green's upper body strength is highly I underrated. I, 
out of control. I I've got more um, more faith in our system for next week than what a lot of people seem to have because I can't see um, Laity playing that bad again. Like he'll be pissed off on the way home. I would hate to be sitting next to him on the plane. Um, he's not going to be happy with his game. And Barry too. If you had those two playing their normal games, we would have won the game. There's no doubt about that. But they, yeah, I agree. But when you talk, talk, talk about the number of possessions that, I mean, uh, Laity's probably about 15 possessions light and Barry's about 10 possessions light. That's about well, 25 midfield possessions light. Well, and about 10 tackles for yeah, Barry we, as well. Yeah, we're probably down. And tackles. Yeah. And we're down. We were down probably 10 clearances between those two to what we usually have. Yeah. And to think there that in the first half, I think that um, Rochelle was our best midfielder. Is a bit of a, you know, a bit of a blight on the other two, and they better have a good hard look at themselves. Yeah, Dylan makes a good shout in the chat. I reckon they could have tried uh, Mitch Hinge on Toby Green. I reckon that's a reasonable matchup to try. Yeah, well, we could have tried something. He tore us apart. Yeah, and but, Hinge didn't uh, do a hell of a lot. Yeah, of I'm not. I'm not as down. I'm not as down as as you know everybody else is. I know. I know it's not an excuse for the game, but I can't, you know, I'm used to working in 40-odd degrees, you know, during the day, 45-plus up here at Broken Hill. But I've gone to Sydney in the 32 degrees with that humidity, mate, and I'm, I'm battling getting to bed. I know. So, it's a, you know, that would have sapped the shit out of them. Um I know it's not an excuse for the game, but I think it's I think it's actually more of a uh, more of a component than what people are giving it credit for. Oh, I agree. No, I agree. Uh, they just weren't. No, no, I, I agree with you, Mick, yeah. because of the fact that they they are while they still have to play in it too, they are much more used to it, and we are not. And climatized. Yeah, yeah climatized was a good word. And and you know, as I say, when I've been up in those areas when, with the humidity, it nearly kills me. Yeah, I, I think. Even with our midfield defunctioning as bad as what it was, you did had Murray not getting injured, not being so humid, and we actually kicked straight in the first half. We still would have won. Yep. So I still think that there is a good chance that you know we're not as bad as as what we appeared to be. And I saw good signs. Pedler, we found a player there. Like he's he's going to be good. Yeah. Um. Rochelle was good. Rankin needs to pull it, you know, start actually hitting the target and not thinking he's the world's greatest until he's actually after he kicked the ball, you know, kick the ball and then celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and yeah, I really, really like Rochelle. He's going to be top notch. Agreed, Mick. Thanks for your thoughts, mate. Hey, Mick. Cancel ego. Last question for Mick. What, you. Would you make any changes, Mick? Um, not loving um, Schoenberg, but you know, on 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 in saying that, it's one game, and um, we've always carried on about dropping people after one game and you're not giving them a run. So, like, I I wouldn't 
make any force changes, like unforced changes for a, a couple of weeks. I give them give them a crack against um, Richmond before we we drop anyone. Um, yeah, well, I suppose we've got to bring. In, well, we obviously there's going to be one coming in, but no, other than that, I'd, I'd just give it another week and then we'll go from there. Because anyone can have one bad game. Fair comment. Very good, mate. Except for our ruckman, can we can we please can we please <laughs> trade the ruckman to you know <laughs> North Broken Hill or something? <laughs> All right, mate. Good yeah, on you. Something needs to happen there. Thanks, Thank thanks you. mate. Good on you. Night. And we got Gatesy come on board. Gatesy, how are you going? Hello, boys. Good so, Gatesy. I just want to say that I've put a hole in my wall, and sports bet has taken thirty bucks from me. I'm not very happy. Right. Well, uh, we'll start I up think... a GoFundMe page for you, mate. <laughs> I think when Darcy Fogarty's missing, that's when you know it's bad. Because he doesn't miss. He shouldn't miss. I must no, that kick I must was very was, fatigued, was, wasn't it? I found that he did miss. He looked very tired when he had that shot for goal. Yeah, he did. In the last quarter or wherever it was. So Isaac Rankin had, what, two goals, five? Yep. Yeah, so that's he needs to work on something there. Probably we could have used those five, five goals. All right, mate. Thanks very much for your input. Now, Mac, uh, time for our five, four, three, two, one. Have you got it in you to uh, uh, give us some votes? I, I can do it, mate. I can do it. And I don't think everybody will agree with me, but uh, that doesn't matter. Um, I gave well, five to Rochelle. Um, I gave uh, four to Dawson. I gave. Uh, Three to Keys, two to Peddler, and one to Rankin. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on Rash. I think he's uh, I think he's five. Um, I struggle after that though, to be honest with you. I actually give four to Rankin, uh, despite his bad kicking. Um. Three to, three I had to, to pay him low because of that. Three to Dawson. Two to Keys. And one to... Pe- oh, no, probably... Yeah. Actually, two to Peddler and one to Keys, to be honest with you. Yeah, not, 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 not upset with that. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting. It look, We had such a, an even spread prior to... The capitulation after half time, and yet, really, I don't think there's many more players that could have even gotten into that conversation, uh, which shows you how much we no. fell away after half time. Yeah, um, look, I, I think you know, Mick made, made a good point there before. Uh, it's only one game, and I must admit, I I got very down about it because I thought, you know, we were going to win the game. Is that the beginning of the bloody podcast and you were giving me shit about it? Be fun. I said that at the beginning of the podcast and you were giving me shit about it. It is only one game. I have to say, but... No, but in all seriousness, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to cheer myself up, Dean. Right, Um, good. 
Yeah. So we went to... <laughs> I don't know whether he has, Vardy. I really don't um, think he has. No, but but, but uh, <laughs> the whole point is, I think, uh, if we could play a lot more of the football that we did in the first quarter, first half, we could be a reasonably good side. Um, if we played like we did in the second time, the second half, well, then we'll be a very ordinary side. But it is one game, and we'll just see what next game brings. If we're against Richmond, which is going to be a reasonably hard game, um, uh, if we can put up a reasonable performance on that, if we could actually even win it, well, then this, you just put this one away as an, an anomaly. You could barely say it. Um, uh, and uh, It would have been yeah, a nice one so, to win, mate, because uh, we got uh, three difficult home games. Uh, Richmond Richmond up next yeah, won't be easy. Then we've got Port, obviously. That'll be, I guess that'll be fairly easy. Um, and uh, I forget who the other one is. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce well, yeah. back. Well, Richmond have got a very good midfield too. I mean, Taranto, uh, he had 30-something positions. Um, yep. Hopper didn't do too badly, but so, um, and they've got um, some, they got they pretty they got a pretty good side, but so we'd have to play our very very good, very best footy uh, to win. Not saying we can't, um, but we'd have to do play as we did in the first half all game. All right, just before we go, let's update people on the tipping competition, um, uh, of which I suck clearly. Um, so uh, a few people got six uh, Paulie, Flash Crow, Cretado, Marco, uh, Bradley, Sam, Stu, J Mac, uh, Seeds Girl, Baxter all got six. There's a few people on five, and there's a couple of stragglers on four. Uh, the good judges, Mick, me, Scoot, uh, 1990. There's a lot of good blokes down the bottom end of that table. So uh, where did I slip up? I, I was I was none for three, I think. I think I went the other way on the first three games and that really killed me. And then, of course, St Kilda um, killed me as well. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that as we uh, go through the season. The fantasy, fantasy results aren't in yet, so uh, we'll update those in the Discord channel as they get updated. Uh, on the site, yeah, I, had, I had a good game in fantasy. I did have a good game in fantasy myself, thing. Yeah, nobody 2, asked. Two thousand and one hundred. Didn't ask. Didn't ask. Um, Just thought I'd add it. Yeah, well, you're not in our comp, so we don't care. Um, all right, so uh, I reckon that just about wraps us up, us up Macca. Um, what do you reckon about next week? Um, what were your chance? Uh, uh, as I said, if we played the type of brand of footy that we did in the first half, if we could maintain it for a full game, of course we are. Um, but we wouldn't... Well, if we played like we did in the second half, we won't win too many games of the year. So, it, you know, it's a bit of everything, isn't it? It's, it's how we turn up. We're going to have the home home game, home crowd. Uh, we've got all those things going for us. We've got a six-day recovery period. That's a negative. But... Um, no, we and as, as uh, Tomo says, we do have a good record against the Tigers at home. So um, it's not it's not going to be. Uh, well, I'd be very disappointed if it wasn't a good game and a close game at least, and a possibly maybe even sneak it. Look, I was um, uh, pretty shocked that Richmond couldn't beat Carlton with all Carlton's midfield outs. Um, 
and it was a relatively low scoring game. I know the deck wasn't great, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I think a lot will hinge on how we come up after the short break. Um, if we if uh, Burgess can freshen them up, then I think we'll get over the top of the Tigers. Um, but uh, if we're a bit flat, then we're going to get mown down. So I think it's either going to be a a reasonable win or a uh, demoralising loss, unfortunately. So anyway, time will tell. In the meantime, thanks everyone who's joined us on YouTube and on Discord. Sorry about the disjointed start. It should be uh, not surprising for anyone these days. <laughs> Macca, standard, mate. Standard. Macca, I'm. I, I must admit, um, uh, you're you're entitled to the occasional uh, drink, uh, and it's been quite entertaining. It took me about twenty minutes to work out that you were shit faced. Um, and then once I did, I realised I didn't have to take anything that you said seriously, and it went it went a lot better after that. <laughs> I don't know that I took it seriously, thing. <laughs> no, I did, I, I did my best, mate. You did, mate. You always do, and we're very grateful for it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on both channels. Uh, don't forget, get around our Discord server. Uh, links are in the description. Until next week, stay safe, everyone, and we'll see you then. Not all. Yeah, good night, all.